this is where a lot of new products fail is they, they build out a, a journey, but they don't take into consideration the different personas that feed into that, um, that their, their, their actual product decision by. So if, they, if let's say the um, application they built for you, for the consumer, was the same one they built for the auto body shop guy. That'd be a fail. It'd be a fail. So they prob- the, well, I would guess um, these companies have a different application interface where someone goes in and they say, step one of the journey, are you a auto shop owner or are you a um, shade tree mechanic, right? Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh yeah, exactly. But think about this: how many how many different um, uh, applications do you sign in? The first question they ask you is something about you. Are you a employee? Hi, this is Peter Purcell and Bill Imany. We are here, sponsored by Evan, your IT guy, and you'll hear a little bit more about that uh, in the podcast, but want to talk today a little bit about the whole concept of journey mapping. Yes, uh, developing personas and journey mapping, and what does that mean, and where do you use it? And part of what we're going to talk about here is how um, the, the one of our sponsors actually used it to build their um, application platform. Right, and it's a, it's a really neat application platform. We have... Uh, heard of a number of IT departments hybridizing themselves using Evan, your IT guy, because of the output from the journey mapping and how well the application has been built. Right. So let's first let's talk about what what do you wh- why do you use it and what's it for, and probably the best examples are um, companies developing new um, applications or products that will be. Um, sold to um, customers, customer-facing type thing, B2B, B2C um, applications, and, and, and the like. Okay, well, so normally what we do is we just we process map, right? We develop processes, and then we try to figure out who owns the different processes. Uh, we may SIPOC them, just, ooh, use big word there, right? You know, where we have inputs, we have sources, we have uses, we have stores. I mean, so why aren't those process flows enough? Well, okay, so think about this. Um, you've decided um, to build a new customer um, application platform that's going to um, um, be used by a varying different types of people. So the first thing you think about is your target market that you're going to sell your product to. And then you got to think about the journey that they take to actually buy your product. So there's choices along the way, right? So if you think about the whole um, customer acquisition life cycle, the very first thing is uh, is a- awareness of your product, right? And then once they um, become aware, then there's the whole concept of um, uh, learning about the product, and then actually, um, here you know, and 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 wanting to learn more, and going in and asking questions about the product. So think about the last time you bought something brand new. Okay, but again, what you're describing to me right now, I could process map out. What what are the components of a journey map? Well, that think about say this, but, but think about back up. Forget about process maps for now. Okay, okay. Put those out, get those out of your mind. Well, I think know, about but the I'm last, trying to explain the last new thing you bought. What is it? Tell me what the last thing you bought. I was, was a water pump. A water pump. Okay, so right. 
Why did you? Wh- how? What? What brand of water pump was it? Uh, it was a whatever brand Advanced Auto Parts sold. Oh, okay, so it was a water pump from Advanced Auto Parts. Okay, so right. why did you go to Advanced Auto Parts? Well, in the past, I've really enjoyed using their web application. I get 20% off when I use their web application, and all the products that I've gotten from them are good. Um, and if I'm going to go through the hassle of disassembling a vehicle and putting products on there, I want good products. I don't really care about price, believe it or not. It really is more that the, the products are good and they last a long time. Okay, so and that's of, how I feel. All right. <clears throat> so think about the first time you use that web application. Uh, oh, the there. first time I used the web application, what really drew me in there was it was easy to use. I was in a hurry, and I knew that if well, I believed based on what it was saying, that if I filled everything out, I could swing by advanced auto parts after work, pick up everything I needed based on what I ordered, and take it home. And then that evening, which was a you know Friday night, um, I could start the, it was a brake job. I could start the brake job. All right, so think about the, the time, first time you, when you placed that order and you made the decision to place that order. What were some of the things you were thinking about? Uh, man, I was thinking about how, um, how easy it was for the application to walk me through the order process, and it was double-checking you know, the year, make, model of the vehicle, making sure so that the part you, actually it worked. it gave you confidence. Yeah, it gave me So you me felt confident. confident. I felt confident. That they were going to give you the right part. Yeah, was there any time in the journey through um, ordering that that you were frustrated? No, actually, strangely enough, not. I get frustrated on a lot of other... Uh, look, this is not an ad for advanced auto parts, just to be clear. But, uh, you know, I've used some of the other applications out there to buy, and um, they're, they're confusing. Too much information. I just... When I look at a part for my truck... I just want to see parts for my truck. I don't care about it, about other models, other makes, other years. Right, it's, right. I want it very specific. And they do a really good job of just taking you right to what you need for your so vehicle. So that you were confident. And then once you yeah. placed that order, you were confident that you were going to get what you needed. And so the next your next step in that journey was to what after you ordered it well the the cool thing that they do again not an ad for advanced auto parts was they gave me a quick email i literally received an email within seconds of placing my order confirming my order um offering a phone number in case i changed my mind and uh confirming that the store had received my order and that the store would have my order ready within 30 minutes. So let's say through that process, somehow you got frustrated. Mm-hmm. What would have happened? I would have just backed out. It depends right. on where I was in the process, but I've, and I've done that on numerous other websites. Right. So there's <clears throat> and something will cause that frustration and make you and, and maybe I lose change your confidence. Feelings. I right. just lose you, confidence and my feeling of my warm and fuzzy. And I'm not trying to get into emotional feelings. No, stuff no, no, here, no, 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 no. I know. But I, I, so, no, I understand. So that. think about that because I have no emotional feelings. Right. Sure, you do. <laughs> um, so, but think about the journey, though, and you okay. building confidence along the way. That's part of journey mapping. Is how do I instill the right feelings and emotions that happen along the way when I acquire? So, <clears throat> so for example, when you first hear about a new brand or a new product or something, that awareness. Um, what, when you're, what, what do you want to instill in people? So for example, when, 
um, when uh, Evan, your IT guy, was formulated and did the journey mapping around that, um, they wanted to instill confidence when people first heard about them. So that that all became part and parcel to the brand and the journey the customer goes through. And you can't get that on a process map. You can't have feelings. So the journey map is really a display of taking the persona. And in this case of you, Peter, you mm -hmm. wanted to be, feel confident that you were getting the right part. Taking that persona, Peter, the home, the uh, uh, shade, shade tree mechanic, shade tree mechanic. Uh, yep. I, I'm a proud shade tree mechanic. Yeah. But so think about any product that you've bought, or uh, let's say you, you you need to rent a car for your wife on her trip to uh, Los Angeles or something mm -hmm. like that. You want to be confident that that car is going to work right and it's going to and and it's going to be there when when she gets there. And if you don't have that have that confident feeling, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. So so. To, to maybe simple it down in my mind, because you know I'm a simple guy, right, with no emotions, obviously. But here's the deal. If I were to compare the, the journey that I went through to buy the water pump in comparison to a journey on a different website, the other websites could be technically correct. I could end up getting a water pump. A that website would, that works. That works, technically. But as I, quote unquote, go along my journey, I would lose confidence if I'm constantly having to kick out, you know, I was buying a water pump for a Dodge. If I was constantly trying to kick out stuff from Chevy and Ford, when all I wanted to see was for a Dodge. And then they gave me, they gave me three levels of quality, essentially, to pick from. And if the other guys would just give me price without levels of quality and no reviews and all that, technically I could have picked a water pump just fine, but I wouldn't have been confident in my pick. Right, right. So any type of new product launch or um, application or whatever it might be that involves customer decisions along the way where you can at any point in time, you could have dropped off and said, you know what, I'm going to go to O'Reilly or to Napa or wherever to buy that auto part you've got to you got to map out in your journey in that customer's journey what are the where are the places and where the customer is going to be making a decision so if you think about a new um, application that a that a company might be building well there's the sign up process right and then there's the ordering process and then there's the confirmation process well at any one point the customer could decide to drop off that is correct and so Part of that is looking at, and so in a, in a journey map, you start off with the persona. Who is that person? So in the auto parts example, you have the shade tree mechanic. But another persona might be the actual auto, auto, auto shop owner mm -hmm. who is, wants to place that same order. And he might have different feelings and emotions along the way through that journey. Oh, that might cause yeah. Him to drop so, off. so I actually have a very good friend that owns, owns an auto body shop. In fact, uh, whenever I make a mistake, I typically have my vehicle towed over there for him to fix. But for him, his journey would probably be a little different. He doesn't need to be baby fed, if you will, through the process. He probably has a list of parts that he wants, and I'll bet you the way that he orders and where he orders from is he can just put the parts in easily, tell whether or not they were available, push a button, and basically have them delivered. So his journey is very different from my journey. Right. Ah, I so got you've got so, different personas. Yeah. So part of, and this is where a lot of new products fail, is they, they build out a, a journey, but they don't take into consideration the different personas that feed into 
that um, that they're, they're the actual product decision by. So if they, if let's say the um, application they built for you for the consumer was the same one they built for the auto body shop guy, that'd be a fail. It'd be a fail. So they probably, I would guess, um, these companies have a different application interface where someone goes in and they say, step one of the journey: Are you a auto shop owner or are you a um, shade tree mechanic? Right. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, exactly. But think about this. How many how many different um, uh, applications do you sign in? The first question they ask you is something about you. Are you a business owner or are you an employee? I think about, our, for example, the um, application we use for our health care. First question they ask, are you the employer right. or are you the employee? So sometimes I sign in as the employer looking at our, our, our enrollment, and then other times I sign as the employee, but the user interface is completely different. So before you decide to build out any type of user interface for any type of product where there's decisions to be made along the way, that journey mapping tool helps um, identify those steps in the process mapped to the different personas. Well, and I think that you're bringing up an, uh, a really good point, though, Bill, is, is again, the pundits out there, I don't know who would be, but the pundits out there against journey mapping would say, hey, I could do that all in process map. But I think what you're saying is with a journey map, what I'm doing is I am trying to understand at the core of your customer or whatever you're trying to acquire, what are the things that are going to give that individual confidence? And you have to think about it at the individual level. Or, or it, might be happy, it might be happiness, too. It might even be happiness. But what are the core kind of emotions, for lack of a better term, that you need to generate to give that individual the, the, the encouragement to actually close the deal? You're exactly right. Hey, um, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Evan, your IT guy, provides immediate IT support for your growing business. Download the Evan app to connect your business with a select network of friendly IT professionals anywhere, anytime. Evan, your IT guy, solves most technical problems in fewer than 30 minutes, and you only have to pay for what you use. Sign up for your free assessment today at evanyouritguy.com. Welcome back. And w Peter and I were just talking about um, journey on the, mapping. Uh, on the break here um, about some other journey map um, things we've been through and and real successful applications have done really well because they've they've spent a lot of time really understanding the customer experience and um, and, and, and thinking through those things. Right. Well, and one of the things that Bill and I did was we, we were impl helping somebody implement a uh, CRM system, customer relationship management system. And part of the CRM system was order entry. And our client was about to spend a significant amount of money to do uh, enhancements around um, a particular type of product, typical, particular type of way of ordering products but when we did a journey map what we realized is the process that the customer had was broken and so the modification didn't have to be made and based on the journey map they actually changed the process and were much more successful so not only did they save money by avoiding uh, modification to a system they also were able to acquire more customers and land more orders online yeah, that's a good point because they were thinking about 
the, and, and you think about today and, and the buyer-seller um, uh, interaction today, even business-to-business, it's, it's moving to online interactions and online ordering. So if you think about procurement in the future, um, and you're, they're actually deploying uh, procurement tools to the shop floor where the guy on the shop floor says, I need a new pump. He goes online and orders it through a catalog directly and goes directly to the actual supplier who's going to ship it to them with a confirmation. You think about that experience, a guy on the shop floor has that decision to buy from um, one brand versus another. So let's say he's looking at two pumps, and one of them has information about um, all the specs that he needs, right? Mm-hmm. Gives him confidence. Another one doesn't give him much description about the reliability of the pump and, and that type of thing. He's going to pick the one where there's more where it has the information he needs. So that customer journey of that guy, he, that guy on the shop floor, he needs to know that that pump's going to be reliable and it's not going to break down, so he can keep his plant running, right? Right, right. You know, and in another case, I mean, what we've seen is like even just mechanics going out and uh, trying to figure out which product to buy. And if you have um, installation instructions online, oftentimes they'll buy from that, you know, just so they can double check, like little YouTube videos for, you know, how do you install, you know, an electric motor into the side of, you know, whatever, um, that they're more likely to buy from that site than another site that will sell exactly the same product but without the additional information. That's right. That's right. So backing up a little bit, too, in terms of building out that journey map is really understanding the persona of the people that you are trying to sell to or trying to attract as, as customers. So if you think about that and building out a persona is another piece of it. So, um, for example, let's go back to the shade tree mechanic, Peter. And, you know, what are some of the things that Peter likes and or he doesn't like? Um, so I would not recommend, for example, on your auto parts website, having pink and purple colors on there, right? Right, right. So, exactly. But, but think about your persona. What are your likes and dislikes, right? Right. Well, the first thing that, that, that you know, you start thinking about from a persona, at least from my perspective, would be I want to save time. Um, I'm actually having fun. I, I have the money to hire a mechanic to do all these things, but I want to do them myself. Just because it gives why, me why a do, sense of why satisfaction. You, but why do you want to do it yourself? It's a great distraction. It is so totally different from what I do day to day. It's a cathartic experience for me. But, and I'm also wondering, too, though, by doing it yourself, you know it's done right. Oh, I know it's done right. The other thing that I want to know is can I do it? What tools do I need to make it happen? So give me some installation instructions. Give me some tools. Make sure that if I'm buying a water pump, for example, I want to know that I have all the parts because I don't want to have to keep going back to the auto parts store. So from a persona now, perspective. Now, come on. You've, you've had never – you don't have to oh, go back? My, my deal is my, I figure that I go back and whenever I have a project, the joke is this is a three-trip project or this is a one-trip project. Okay. That's okay. the joke. So you're honest with yourself. I am that. honest okay. with myself. So at least I like to believe I am. But bottom line is I want to save time. I want a good price. doesn't have to be the lowest price. Um, I, want, I want to know whether or not I can do it myself because I really I pride myself on So on accomplishment, my a accomplishment, a sense of accomplishment. A sense of accomplishment um, and completeness. I, I don't want to have to get halfway into a project 
be all dirty and have to get back into a vehicle, drive over and get another part. So if I can get those things, those things on a, a project, I'm pretty happy. Right. So part of the journey that um, a company might put in their application is make sure you have these tools exactly. that go alongside this, you know, the special wrench or the special screwdriver or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, and, and Advanced does it pretty cool. What they do is you have the you you have what you ordered and then they have, you know, other people that have bought this product also rented, you know, this fan removal tool. Yeah. You know, make sure you ask your store to rent it. Right, right. So think about all that in the journey, though. If you didn't have those things, you might have gotten frustrated. And and so going back to the persona, though, your persona, when we look at that, is that sense of accomplishment, um, quality, workmanship, and being able to look at it, look back with pride on the work you've done. Exactly. So I think about all those things. How do I instill that throughout the whole journey? So right. um, part of that feeds into that confidence factor, right? Right. right. And but if you think about other products that may be being sold to, uh, maybe it's shoes for women. Now we can't speak to that much at all, but there's probably some emotions and thoughts that they have to throw. So the the actual um, journey of building a um, retail application for female shoppers would be very different than the auto parts one, but looking right. at that persona. Now, here's the interesting thing about persona, though, is a lot of people make broad assumptions about people, and part of the persona piece is going out and talking to people and getting their feedback and getting their thoughts and, and listening and, and uh, kind of putting your ears on the railroad track. So um, the, the challenge is, is how do I... Um, there might be your next door neighbor might be a shade tree mechanic too, but he might be more um, do it because he has to maybe right or right or, or but how do, so how you got to build build that application so it meets the, each of the personas you don't lose them along the way right so part of it they probably had price options on there too for different they did quality. they had different level of quality yeah. so you know if i was just going to fix the vehicle and thinking i'm only going to keep it for another 10 or 15,000 yeah. miles i would have gone with the least expensive option uh, for example when i do my brakes it's the same way but so can we just give an example of evan your it guy you know think about the personas that evan your it guy had to to walk through oh, we yeah. have potentially a just a one-off you know end user customer we have IT manager because it doesn't. Well, have let's, any... let's talk about yeah. Yeah. So what what are the different what are the different personas that Evan went after, and how did you? Because you led the team in well, all honesty. Well, but, how did you go through and develop yeah. those? Well, part of that that whole let's pick on the IT manager uh, okay. piece first is um, the persona was is that there's a lot of IT managers out there who spend most of their day fixing silly problems. That, oh, and they're not focused on kind of the bigger projects right. that, that are strategic to a company. Right. So an IT manager in a company, large or small, they want to be doing things that are going to make the company better, like putting a new um, ERP system in or putting a new customer relationship management s- system in or enabling people to have handheld technology in the field. They're wanting to get involved they with don't, that. They don't want to do desktop support. Desktop support. And so well, the persona was, I've got, we've got a group of people out there who are, want to spend more time doing more interesting stuff, not just answering phone calls with someone, hey, my phone's not working, my desktop, my laptop's not working. So 
when we created Evan, your IT guy, which, uh, um, which, um, if, if not everybody knows, it's a actual, it's a on-demand IT support application. So, um, one of our, one of Evan's clients is they have a hundred employees. They're putting a new ERP system in, and the IT, um, the guy who ran the IT group said, "Look, I want to, I need to get get off the all the IT support off my plate." So they actually pulled in Evan, your IT guy, is their IT support. So if someone needs it, they click on the Evan, your IT guy button on their on their uh, uh, laptop or phone or whatever they're using, and that's how they get their support. So to dive a little deeper, though, as we get get into persona, it sounds to me like if, if I'm an IT manager and I was one, I want whatever I do or whatever's done to my hardware, I need it to be secure. I need it to be... Um, I need it to be done once, fixed once, fixed right. Um, I need the, the, the interaction to be friendly because I don't want a bunch of complaints from people. I want it fast and I want it cost effective. Okay. So if I look at that and that, because in general, if I have confidence that those, those things are met, then I feel good about letting somebody support my environment because then I look good. That's so right. was that, would that have been, did I just accurately describe kind of the persona feelings? Yeah, it's the confidence feeling, but that really also extended into the actual customer user using that experience. I'm using the application. Okay. So for example, um, when we look at the persona of the end user who needs help, um, the, that persona is, I, those things you just described, I need something reliable, I need something quick, and I don't want to waste any time. And they, and their frustration of dropping off point could be like a second, like you frustrate me, right? you know, you talk down to me, you're not friendly, I'm out of here. So Evan had to be friendly, reliable, secure, and give the confidence, not just only to the IT uh, manager, but also to the end user. But didn't that ultimately end up the entire app being built around those concepts? Because that's what the personas wanted the entire app has been built around that. Is that true? Well, it's, the, it's the entire entire app, but also the entire all of the I'll call it marketing, messaging, website, everything that we do and talk about our blog. So part of it is being helpful. Um, the the um, Evan has so all a, the content that you're developing well, is trying to be helpful. How to do this? Well, the Evan team, that. yeah, the Evan team actually has tutorials and things out there for people to actually read and and understand. So. It, uh, conceptually, they could fix some of the problems themselves. So that gives them wow. confidence. Wow. So essentially what you're saying is by using journey mapping, I mean, journey mapping is so powerful, it actually drove the development of an entire platform and all the content in that platform. I think, yeah, it's, it's for any, let's say it's any new product, new platform, new service, Right. Um, new um, way to access a service, like in the auto parts example, they already right. ha- they already existed, but they needed to build something to uh, to attract a new set of customers. Or any type of modernization efforts you're doing around customer interaction should be journey mapped. Okay, great. Well, listen, if uh, anybody out there has any more questions about journey mapping, you know, appreciate you guys listening. But go ahead and you know send an email to Bill or me or info at trinity.com we'll be more than glad to or just bend your ear a little bit or just tweet uh trinity and uh let us know what your questions are absolutely so again we want to thank our sponsor evan your it guy 
And uh, thank you for uh, the three listeners that we have out there.